You're listening to the Pinball Podcast with Don and Jeff. Hey everybody, before we get into the meat of the show, I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks to everybody who has supported us for these first 100 episodes for Nifty LED for sponsoring as well as all our other sponsors that we've had along the way um, and for Flipper Spill Underground for allowing us to come and record the 100th episode there. Um, as we announced last show, the, 99, uh, the 99B episode, Don will be taking a break uh on the podcast we don't know for how long um we anticipate that one day he'll be back but for now we'll keep the show rolling and um in episode 101 things are obviously going to be a little bit different but i'll i'll stay committed to putting out the content and to keeping the show going and keeping the co-host chair warm for when and if don uh chooses to make his way back uh hopefully that's sooner than later um, just a couple of notes about this episode. We, we recorded it live at the Flipper Spill Underground, and it was a little bit shorter, well, a lot bit shorter than a typical episode, and part of that was just because we had a lot of people there hanging out, and we wanted to spend time with them. Um, it's not often that we get that kind of an awesome opportunity to be around so many people who we've only been able to interact with online, um, and then also... We just really wanted to um, make sure that the episode itself uh, was kind of different from all the other ones. So we kind of went through the things that we wanted to cover and, um, you know, wrap wrap things up fairly quickly. Right after the show, Don sat down with Adam, um, owner of the Flipper Spill Underground, and talked to him for a few minutes about kind of the history of the place and some of the things he's got going on, including the... Uh, magnificent Killer Queen arcade setup he has, in addition to the pinball and our other arcade machines he has there. So give that a listen. It'll start immediately after we end the main part of the show. And uh hope you enjoy that. And once again, just thanks to everybody who came, everybody who supported us, and uh, here's to another great 100 episodes, uh, and hopefully more than that. So, um, alright, enough of the delay. Here we go with the show. Welcome to the Pinball Podcast, episode 100. My name is Don. With me, as always, is Jeff. What's up? It's kind of far from the mic. Yeah. And also with us is Hollywood Steve. No, wait. Hollywood Nate from NiftyLED.com. Hello, Every time everyone. he starts talking, Every, I'm going to start Hollywood. talking over him. It's Nate. It's Nate. I am here, live and direct. What can you tell us about your company, NiftyLED.com? Nifty LED has uh, been a proud, proud sponsor of the Pinball Podcast for the past uh, couple like, months. No, guess what episode? This is our 100th episode. Guess what episode where you started uh, That's a good question. sponsoring our show. Do you know? I, I honestly don't know. Well, but I would say no. probably in the 20s. I would say probably like 23, 24 if I had to yeah, guess. Yeah, 24. <laughs> that was just a guess. Honest Very to God. Good. <laughs> That's that lawyer brain. You don't forget. You just don't forget stuff like that. You're in for the long haul. Well, it's been a, it's been a great run so far. We're looking forward to... Uh, 75 more episodes with you guys. <laughs> and then it's over. And then it's so over. We're, we're, pulling our, we're pulling our sponsorship after yeah. another 75. After episode 175, we're done. Done skis. Okay. So what do you sell? Over at niftyled.com. 
NiftyLED.com is the provider of pinball LEDs and pinballs for your pinball machine. Rubber rings? Rubber rings as, as well. We do uh, we do sell rubber rings, little tools. We do sell bulb cleaning tools. Uh, we sell um, other tools just to make it easy to install the LEDs and to maintain your game. Socket cleaning sticks and so on. So, yeah, absolutely. What's your shipping rates like? Shipping rate is a flat $6 for anything under $100. Anything over $100 is free. And that's domestic or? International is extra. Domestic is those shipping rates uh, aforementioned. Fantastic deal. Um, I, my mind just went blank, whatever I was going to ask you. It's what a do we usually talk about? Oh, your website. Let's talk about your website. Did you guys design that? Or Daniel did. You did hire an A plus No, 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 no. That? Daniel did all of the design for the website. Daniel uh, did a great job. He's good at researching that kind of stuff. Uh, without him, our business would not be where it's at. So kudos to Daniel. He's done a great job. Um, yeah, and I also want to plug that uh, we are the official bulb for uh, the Medieval Madness remake. Uh, we do supply them with the uh, original uh, inca- or, uh, LEDs for the general illumination, and we will continue to work with uh, Chicago Gaming for um, the other games that are coming out pretty soon. So keep an eye out. And they announced it. Yeah, it's out of the back. Yeah, 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 but for the other games that are coming out beyond that, so, you know, like just... Like what? To, well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> we can't tell you. Exclusive right here. Oh, yeah, well, beyond Attack from Mars, uh, yeah, we were tight-lipped, so. <laughs> All right, fair yeah. enough. And so we got some exciting things coming out. We appreciate everybody's support. We appreciate your support. Uh, we're just chugging along, doing good. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for your support of the Pinball Podcast these past 76 episodes. Wow. Wow. I think I think some people don't understand because we give plugs for other products that we like. You guys actually have to pay us to plug your product. Yeah. And people don't understand that. The rest are gratis. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that, we make sure to get a plug in every episode. NiftyLED.com. Yeah. That's why we don't use SoundCloud. Why we actually host it. Because they basically pay for the hosting. So. Well, thank you to all five customers who we've gained through, uh, <laughs> through, through the sponsorship. We That's do appreciate that. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're watching this live, come down to uh, Flipperspiel Underground in Vegas on East, what is it, East South Road? Uh, on Eastern. This is on Eastern South Avenue, Eastern Southeastern Avenue in Las Vegas. Check out VegasPinball.com. Adam Barajas is a uh, is the proprietor. He does a great job at maintaining the games, keeping them clean. If you come down to see uh, uh, the Pinball Hall of Fame, this is literally a five-minute drive from there. Yep. Games are in outstanding condition. He keeps the place in really good shape he is not a grump if you have any questions and got uh he's got a he's got a genie in immaculate condition tricked yeah. out yeah it's, it's is it nicer than ours no. No, it's not nicer than ours oh. but it's still really nice so the second best genie in the southwest yes definitely so come see him vegaspinball.com flipper spiel underground if you don't know how to spell it just type Vegas it in google like you think yeah and vegaspinball.com Vegas pinball will pull it up yeah, VegasPinball.com. Because I spell it wrong every time. I put S-C-H-B-I-E-L. That's wrong. That's wrong, yeah. That's you had to so learn. Wrong. Or you can type in Flipper Schnitzel, kind of like Wiener Schnitzel. Or <laughs> That'll come up? Flipper Schnitzel. It'll, it'll probably get you there. I think Google will understand. All right. Yeah, so if you're watching this live, come on down. We'll, we're starting a tournament at 7, and Jeff and I will be here. We'll be yep. first out. Yep. yep. You'll be first out? Yeah. You're going to throw the game? Yeah. I'm just going to lose. Okay. I already know. <laughs> The pain should make you work harder. Uh, no. No? 
You're kicking Nate right. off now? Yeah, thank you, Nate. Okay, well, thanks Appreciate for having it. us. And it was, thanks, uh, Daniel. It was good being around. That's the sound of Daniel clapping. We didn't want his ghosts on the mic again. All right, now Jeff and I are going to get cozy again. Yeah. You can see the claps real nice and easy on the Audacity. We were testing out mics as per usual. Remember the first few episodes we used to try and do the synchronized clap? Yeah, that didn't work. Now that we're sitting, let's try and do one. One, One, two, two, three. three. Pretty good. That was pretty good. It's one spike. Okay. Okay. Uh, So what have you been doing in pinball, Jeff? Well, I just came from the Pinball Hall of Fame. That was cool uh you were there yeah how long were you there about two hours okay two and a half yeah it's good um spent most time on the em rows and played some of the modern stuff as well but everything's playing pretty well right now at, at the hall of fame so it's a good time to check it out other than that nothing because i've been half dead laid up yeah. um i actually did make it out to league night but it was a real short one played all right it just it hurts to move around so I don't know. That's it. Uh, this is kind of the big thing I've been doing in pinball for the last two weeks. Yeah. Focusing on this trip. Yeah, this trip. Which was hard enough to make happen. Uh, I did go to Pinball Hall of Fame last night with Ryan Claytor of ElephantEater.com and Nick Baldridge of Forum Using Only the EM and Bingo Pinball Podcast. Mouthful. And David and Leanne from uh, Ulick Store, com. So we played some games there. We were there for like four hours, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, we played a lot. But then today we, we were only there for like a half hour. But we we did go to New York, New York this morning, checked out their games. All the games are a dollar each. It's a nice lineup, though. They have a nice lineup. Saul Stearns. Uh, they have all the new stuff, I think. Not up to Batman, but Not up to no Ghostbusters. Uh, really nice Walking Dead. And then they all have, all have a ton of mods on them, too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he have the center post mod on Ghostbusters? No. He modded a center post. Oh, yeah, he drilled. He's he drilled dead. a hole almost okay. in the center. So it's a little easier, a little more forgiving, I guess. We didn't play Ghostbusters. We played uh, Walking Dead, Star Trek, Metallica, and I know you played Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> we did play Avatar first, and Ryan and I did Split Flipper on Metallica. Yeah. Got 66 million. That's a good score. For That's a great first one split flipper. Playing, yeah. yeah, it's better than I normally do. Speaking of Metallica, you're still welcome to enter our Ulick Store uh, tournament on Metallica this month. They're going to do a different game every month for a chance to win a pair of flipper toppers. So the link will be in the show notes eventually. It's in our last episode of show notes if you're listening to this right now. But uh, we'll, uh, I don't have a computer, so Wait, I can't do show notes. 99B or just 99? I think it's in both, okay. but for sure 99. Cool. Anyway, don't forget to try it. Did you have any favorites at the Hall of Fame this time? Well, I have to size car hop. I, I have to backtrack on one of my Gottlieb bottom tenors. Yeah, I think Gottlieb was like my—I mean, car hop was like my ten worst. Maybe, yeah, I don't remember. But I have to—I have to walk that back because I actually enjoyed that today. It might have been game of the day. We were playing on that a bit, and it was—it was playing really well, which made a big difference. Last time I played it, it was clunky and not working, which changed a lot. Um, I have to talk myself out of buying that Target Alpha that's in the back that's for sale. We got. Why talk got, yourself out? You got room. You got a car too. I have more room in my car than I have my house. That's the problem. Oh, I guess. I mean, so. I guess I could leave it in the car, but yeah. Uh, no, I I just don't have room right now. I need to move some games. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I I basically just sat on the EM row and went up and down it. Wanted a little bit to play some modern stuff, but mostly liked playing the EMs overall. All right on. 
Nick Baldridge is here. Nick, do you want to say Comply. hi? Say what your favorite game was? Comply. You got to like talking to the front part. There you go. What is this thing? It's a <laughs> microphone. Um, hey, guys. I wanted to say congratulations on hitting 100 episodes. Thanks. That is a major achievement. No, not to you, it isn't. It is. You did, you did 100 in I did three months. I 100 in <laughs> a minute. But, yeah. Yeah. but to normal podcasters, that's amazing. So, Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Pinball Hall of Fame, I had right. an excellent time. And um, let's see. They had a Bally target roll, which was interesting. It's like a roulette style game that I've never seen before. It was designed by the guy who designed all the bingos. So had a good time there. Um, lots of EMs. Um, got to play a Lady Robin Hood for the first time. Oh, I didn't miss that one. Saw that. Excellent. Wood rail. Um, it's up by the bingos, right? Yes. Yeah, bingo. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's part of the fairy tale series, so it's got the six flippers, three on each side that move in Oh, unison. I think I saw Ryan playing it. <laughs> Are you? Oh, whatever. And Is that the one the flippers that barely move? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what makes it great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I did have to show my mastery at, at Car Hop earlier. I was so. very impressed with Car Hop. You and Ryan both had some pretty monsters. We're going to cause a run on like people wanting Car I know, Hop. Car right? just <laughs> tripled in value to like $400. <laughs> All the street level games. It's, right. Uh, there's going to be a run on Let's not talk those up. I want to so want. Yeah. Keep that one on the download, guys. Yeah, we got to get out. your hoops in. Yeah. <laughs> hoops in hoops. I want a uh, title uh, title bout. Yeah. Title fight? Title fight, yeah. There's yeah. yeah. no. one at Pinagogo every year. Maybe you can talk to the owner. Probably not. No. But thank you, Nick. Well, Thanks thank you for coming. having me on. Brian. Joker Brian number two. Yeah. He's also in the area. You, you want to you cuddle, cuddle in? He yeah, wants to cuddle. cuddle. You don't want to cuddle with me right now. What were your highlights? <laughs> highlights of the trip so far? Or the trip or the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? Um, I hung out in Woodrail Row a lot. And the games that I really liked, I mean, were really awful and nobody should go look for, are <laughs> Flipper. Uh, it's the first out-of-ball game. Uh, that was pretty challenging. But then I really cleaned up on flipper parade um another out of ball game and just had a ton of fun on it i mean it's awful and nobody should nobody try should it yeah. and yeah. if you're getting rid of one you can dump it in my backyard that's okay right. ryan will take that trash out of your residence wayne nyans i love you yeah you guys uh we have two old souls on the show <laughs> i know at how, once how did the four player game on gaucho go I, yeah, who, who, yeah, who won that one? Somebody uh, did well, but yeah. I don't know. It turns we'll, out we'll we did a four-player game, and I tilted, and it took me out of the game. And I think Ryan tilted yep. the next ball. It took him out. So yeah, then we just... I was I was taking I lessons from Taylor before coming here, and he said, just jangle it around a just whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Use well, your anger. You want to nudge it, because... It, I don't know. It's a nudgy type of game. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, have we mentioned the this flipping podcast guys yet? You just did. You tried not okay. to. Uh, so I just wanted to say hi to Taylor and Tommy. Taylor, um, I'm really sorry I beat you so hard on scoreboard, but okay, now it sits in my basement, uh, so it reminds me of you every time I look at it. And Tommy, I'm really sorry that you have so much wrestling and beanie babies to keep track of but i i love you too and wish you were here um that's it you ended up with this penny pitch right i sure did it, uh I, i'm getting my name my name's all mixed up 
Um, His name is Tommy. Ryan taught <laughs> David and I how to play uh, Ringer. Ringer, yep. which is similar to Penny Fisher. This is going to be a great show. I can't good. remember first names. <laughs> um, yeah, it's similar in theme. You're throwing horseshoes at a stick instead of pitching pennies hard to crack. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty I, interesting. I was really surprised at the different feel this one had for mine. I mean, they're essentially an identical game with different back glasses, but um, this one had such a light touch to it. Like mine, you really have to toss it, and it still spins. But I was surprised at the... It felt like there was more play or something. I would be really interested to see the mechanics behind it and why it was so much different. But anyway, lots of fun. Lots of fun. We're glad we could yeah. all play together this weekend. Me too. Fun. And we're wearing our uh, Ryan Clayton shirts. Well, Jeff oh, is he's shoot. kind of a dick. But the rest of us are wearing we put it on his, head. his awesome shirts. They even got me an extra long Put it on one. after. Fits great. I wear it occasionally. <laughs> and we still have posters. Are we still... We still have posters. Yeah, if you want a poster, yep, you can order one. Nifty LED. The link will be in the show notes. They're all hand-numbered and signed by Ryan. And uh, they're really high-quality printing. Like I was saying earlier, I expected it to look nice, but they exceeded my expectation. Yeah, the screen printer I use is just out of this world. I was super happy when I saw them. Artwork aside, they look really great. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, your support of the show. Yeah, thank you guys for doing it for 100 episodes. This is, as Nick said, a tremendous achievement, even to Nick. So, nice work, guys. Thanks. Nick Pinballdridge. <laughs> yeah, I heard you calling him that. That's pretty clever. I like that. Pinballdridge. <laughs> it's a really deep... Deep cut? Deep cut. People might not understand it. No. Do you want to go... I pulled some, some stats... Excuse me. Pull some stats from our from hundred episodes. Like how many hours and minutes? And no, stuff? that would have been good. Okay. Um, I do have. I think I found our longest episode. Um. Any ideas? Taylor and Tommy. No it, way. <laughs> it had to have been in the last ten episodes, right? No. No. Guess do we have a, a guest. Guess the length. Yes. Three hours and four minutes. A little bit longer. Three hours and nine minutes. Woo. It was episode 24 with the Nifty LED guys. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It wasn't with them. They, I don't know what episode they were on. But the first it's one. the first episode that they sponsored. Well, them. obviously, they bloated the show. Right. Okay. I must have really stumbled over the intro for that one. That's right. Uh, some other facts here. Do you know the date of our first show? It's October. Yeah, what year? 2012? No. 11? October 2011. October 6th. Wow. Would you remember what game we reviewed? Maverick. No, Maverick was not week one. No. Week one. No, I don't remember. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Yeah. Second one was Twilight Zone. I could have. Yeah, I could have thought that out. The first couple of years we did a show once a month, and then one game a month. Yeah. We needed more time to talk about stuff, so we went to. We missed each other. Yeah, we went to every other week and cut the time back to ninety minutes. <laughs> Sometimes ninety minutes. Yes. So, I hate doing interviews. A lot of podcasts have interviews, much more popular podcasts, because they do interviews, but yeah. I hate doing them. I, yeah, I'm, I'm bad at it. You've done a few po- a few interviews. Do you know how many you've done on this show? I did Barry Ausler. Yeah. That was episode uh, 50B. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to try and name them. I'm just going to... Four? No. Then more? Or less? Technically, we've talked to four people. I did one interview. Sort of with Tommy Skinner talking oh, about that's WWE. Right. That's right. 
So I've done you, three? You interviewed two people at the same time that are very big wigs in, our, in the industry. You don't remember. It was episode eight and nine. It was between eight and nine. Right. June 2012. What game would have come out? <laughs> come on, Jeff. I don't know. I don't remember this right Who now. Who made Wizard of Oz? Uh, Jersey Jack made That's one of the two people. And who programmed it? Keith Johnson. You don't remember talking to them? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. But I was just confused. Jeff interviewed them at E3 or That's CES right. or something? It was E3. It E3. was the first time they took it out. Yeah, yeah. First hands-on impressions from Jeff around episode 8 or 9. I think I remember saying it was like a modern Twilight Zone. Yes. Yeah. So we title all of our episodes now. Do you know the first episode we titled? That's exciting trivia. Um... The first few episodes didn't have a title; it just said episode one. I remember two. it was like the it was like the third or fourth. It was pretty quick. Pretty early, yeah. Episode five. Thanks, right. Steve. We did a that Steve was right Kordak after Steve Cordek passed. That's right. We did a retrospective on him. Oh, Steve Cordek. So we have the same announcer for each episode. We got a. You had one of your friends or something to record a little clip, and I just stick it on top of music. Yeah, he's he's a he's an actor. Okay. In, in um. In your area. No, in L.A. Oh, okay. You know that Adam Sandler movie that had all the twins? No, I don't. I don't remember what it's called, but he's one oh, of the twins. Was that Jack and Jill? Y- yes. I never saw he's it. He's in that movie. I know. He's in some guy from Jack and Jill. You can actually check him out on YouTube Chicken Fried Comedy. Now we got to put that in the show notes. Okay. Uh, do you know when he started doing our intro? More riveting information. Episode 8? Pretty close. Episode 9. 9. Okay. Which I, I thought it was like way further. I thought it was in like the 40s or something. But he didn't do everyone. Almost everyone. Almost everyone. Yeah. Uh, first episode with a music intro. One. No. We used pinball sound effects for the first several. Oh. I remember it was Wilco's I Can't Stand It, right? That was the first episode, but then we stopped using it. Oh, okay. I don't... It, it would have been like... Five or four. Thirteen. Thirteen. Whoa. Was, uh, we used Trash Fire Bummer. I remember that. Local H through episode 25. Yep, we, we used it for a long for time. A, uh, over a year. At that time, we were once a month still. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your son was born just before that episode. That's right. Your second son. Jason. Jason. And my kids came after that. So three children three. have been born and Woo! since we've been doing the podcast. Do you know when you got your first new inbox? Uh, yeah, because it was ACDC, so yeah. 2012. Just had a brownout. Um, was it was it August? It wasn't 2012, it was 2013. Oh, 2013. Was it August? No, June. June. Oh, okay. Interestingly, my first new inbox was the same year. Wizard, no, no, Metallica. Wizard of Oz is the first game I bought, but, but did not receive. That's right, Metallica. First. Metallica, yes, July 2013. July. Okay. Yes. Wa- Wizard of Oz finally arrived September 2013. <laughs> uh, we talked about our longest one. First new inbox bought for the show by a listener. Remember this? Listener Brandon Fox helped me out. Buy, he purchased an X-Men. Wasn't that on Amazon? Yes, on Amazon Lightning yeah. deal. Yeah. So we trusted each other. Or I trusted him not to screw me. <laughs> but it was cool that uh, a listener stepped up and said, like, yeah, that was, was awesome. able to help me out. And never forgot that, Brandon. Unless it wasn't Brandon. I'm pretty sure it was Brandon. <laughs> pretty sure. 
Brayden. Yes. Um, Bentley. Steve. Do you know when we ranked our top featured machines? We put them into one big list. I thought that was around the 13th or 12th one we did. No, it was way further. Really? Yeah. August 2014. <laughs> That's pretty recent. Yeah. And we've always talked about revisiting it. We should yeah, have done yeah, that yeah, before yeah. this episode. but To manually tweak it? Yeah. I kind of like our stupid sloppy way one. of doing well, it. Well, and I think the only exceptions are from Ryan and Nick, where we they reviewed games that we haven't even played. That's right. Dilly, Dilly Who and Dappy Dazel or something? <laughs> Some kind of weird DMs. No, Circus Gottlieb and... Old uh, Tiny? Swinger, that's right, Swinger. Swinger, ah. With uh, Ryan. We started doing two shows a month when? Oh... Uh, 2013? Nope. 14? 2014. April. April. Yes! Yeah. So, almost the past three years we've been doing two shows a month. It seems like we just started doing that, too. I know, it does. Um, that same year, our Maverick Brown shirt was revealed, the David Paul design. Yeah. Which we still have for sale. Right there. <laughs> There's a couple, I brought a couple uh, that would fit in my luggage for tournament giveaways or something. We call that one the classic, right? The classic brown, yeah. yeah classic brown. Um, these shirts, these Ryan Claytor shirts are sold out. We had people that kind of got out of the hobby and got back in recently when I started posting all the episode 100 stuff. And they're like, oh, I want to wear a shirt. So, you, know, you can order a poster. They're fantastic. They are. They're very nice. And Reese Rails also unveiled in 2014. I know. I remember he gave away a set on our show. He did. Yes. I don't know who won i don't remember i remember who won but uh thank you taylor for your support he's been a supporter of the show for a long time he used to even give us donations i know before he started his own show before yeah before he started to overtake our listenership listenership yeah, yeah thanks, that's taylor, okay bud. you're good bud no we appreciate that if you want a reese rail uh you can order them from taylor va on pinside oh man i thought i wrote it down i bet it's in the other sheet Rich, I think it's richmondpinball at gmail.com. Yeah, just yeah? Richmond okay. Pinball. Yeah, and you can also email that if you want one of their shirts. 20 bucks shipped. Yeah, these shirts look really cool. Yeah, I ordered one. So. Uh, I did as well. Looking forward to that. Comes with a decal. It's going to go on my yeah, toolbox. it does. So. so thank you, Taylor, for your support over the years. Um, well, actually, I had a list of people who Oh, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. No, no, no. That's... This is a special shout-out list. Uh-oh. People... If, if we forgot you... Right. Don forgot you. How about that? These are people that supported us as recently as last week. Kevin G. There's lots of people like Steve Pandall and Gene X Wong helped us out in the early days. Steve is responsible for us actually caring about audio. That's true. We just kind of threw the show so out before that. I think we degraded the audio before putting it out before. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all right. We're good now. So, special shout-outs to Michael Paul Schmidt, Kevin Ragsdale, Ryan Grant, Scott Larson... Kristen Measle, also Tim Measle, huh? not Tim Measle, okay, not Tim. Jessica Donardo, uh, Stephen Longchamps, Nate Shivers, Christopher Payne, Lee Bellhumor, yeah, that's it, right? Uh, James Hale, Tim Leonard, John Peters, Chris Garrett, and uh, let's see, is there any more? Kevin G. I don't know how to say your last name, Kevin. There are more. Uh, oh my gosh, there's a ton. I knew, I knew it was gonna be dangerous. Yeah. Jeremy Kime. Michael Hawkinson, Dan Burfield, David DeSluver, Robert Hoggard, Scott Larson, Charlie Bell, 
and Scott Merrill. Thank you for your support of the show. If I forgot to, <laughs> too bad. This is my last show. Because so. we, we scraped emails for that. Down. Sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll fill in any blanks. Okay. And What's that? Jessica, oh, yeah. We said we Jessica Donardo. Yeah. Is there another Jessica? Cargo shorts. Heavy side. I'm a very yeah. big fan of cargo Props shorts. Props to fanny packs. Props to Jessica. We've got balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who invited Daniel? Yeah. Did you thank Daniel? I hope not. I think, it, yeah, I think Daniel. Thank you, Daniel, of NiftyLED.com. Daniel put together this whole uh, shindig this yeah. weekend. Yay. There's already like twice as many people as I expected in this room right now. <laughs> I know. That's cool. Um, I also made a list of our of all the games that have been released since we started doing the show. Okay. Should we go sp- speed round? Do-do-do-do. Was Avatar the first one? No. Oh. Thanks. Big buck <laughs> Okay, yeah, just just run them fast. Uh, hang on. 14, 15, 16. Okay, there's been around 30 machines if you don't count LEs. That's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. All right, so here we go. First one, post-October, New Canasta was actually the first one. First game with the LCD back box. Yeah, and no switches on the play field. Yeah. A very innovative game. They need to revisit some of that tech. They do. I've never seen one in person. Anyway, Didn't make it over it's here. A basketball thing. It is. Canasta means basket in Spanish. Uh, Transformers was next. Okay. Avengers, ACDC. Yeah. X Men, Metallica, Wizard of Oz, Star Trek. What a run right there. America's Most Haunted, Mustang, Iron Man Vault, The Walking Dead, WWE. Game of Thrones, Kiss, Medieval Madness Revisited, Spider-Man Vault Edition, The Hobbit, Ghostbusters, Lebowski, Paps, Can Crusher, and I guess Woe Nelly, Big Juicy Melon, Stern version. Yeah. Batman 66, Scorgasm Master. I don't know if that counts. It does? Nick's saying yes. Yeah. It's okay. fun. It does. Okay, it does. Uh, Bacardi, Cuba Libre. That counts too? It does. As a pinball? Yeah. Okay. Has a pinball in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Full Throttle and Rob Zombie Spook Show International. What about Magic Girl? They're delivering Magic, a Magic right. Girl. That's true. Magic Girl <laughs> could count. And then Aerosmith and uh, Jetsons Batman. are close. Well, Batman's on here because oh, okay. that's been delivered. Yeah, yeah. There are games that have been announced, and I'm almost sure I forgot some. But that's the bulk, right? Did you say The Hobbit? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, it sounds like most of them. That's a lot of games in five and a half years. That is a lot. Yeah. That's five, six games a year. Pinball's cranking again. It doesn't feel like it's that many, though. It feels like two games a year still, kind of, you know? Played every one of them, too. Dialed In has not showed. <laughs> no, it has not. That's got to be close, though, right? Do you know? Uh, I've heard April, which probably means oh, May year? or September. 2017. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ryan's interjecting here. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, Wrath of Olympus. Olympus yeah. Did that ship? There's a collector's edition of like six. Okay, yeah, that's good. Okay. But then do you get into like the Kugler family and Buffy? Those count too? They're not production games though. Somebody produced them. Right up in Bot 2.0? Right up in Bot. I can do that one. But... That's getting a little fringy. I mean, you can order a new inbox pin today. Multi bingo. Yeah. You can't. That doesn't even have a body. That's yet, a landmark right? release. Yeah, that's. The, is that going to be a 2017 release? 
<laughs> just the one, or just the one? Okay, so you can't order it new in box. One of one. No. No. Well, this could be an exclusive. Are you planning on mass producing that? No. Are you making more than one? Oh, okay. At the moment. At the well, no, but you're not opposed to the idea. Doors left open, folks. Yeah. That window open. We'll put the pre-order form in the show notes. You get a uh, free bowl of soup with every order. Was that Caddyshack reference or something? Yeah. Did that tie come with the bowl of soup? It says something like that. Yeah, it's not, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I'm very distracted by the nifty LED display over here. It's beautiful. They just turned it on and it's blinding me. It needs more purple, though. There's, still, there's a minimal amount of purple in there. How long have we recorded? A half hour? Is that enough? It's, <laughs> it's plenty, but... We're out uh, of stuff to say already. Is that all we have? Yeah. That's a lot, I mean, really, right? it's about hanging out here today, so... Yeah. Um, I, we, I had stuff to say, and I totally can't remember it. We could always stop and pull people over and jack it on. Yeah, we More could always... More for you. I don't care. Um, but I'm fine just saying, let's get to the tournament and start hanging out with people. Yeah, tournament's coming up soon. If I, You're not going to hear this, right? Oh, we're still live, so... Yeah, still yeah, good we're, come down. we're good. Um, and the next episode, Jessica's going to be on with Jeff, and then... I don't know figure, what you're doing then we're going to figure things out. Yeah, figure things uh, out. We'll keep it rolling while Don takes his two-episode break. Two-hundred-episode break. <laughs> uh, I might be back sometime. A couple people have sent in some nice uh, messages, including I, Taylor. I've heard a lot about you not being on the show, Don. People are upset. Or excited. <laughs> the the uh, stoked. The people are upset, and they're going to come for you. That's all right. I actually I do another podcast called the Link Cable Podcast. I'm like a distant third chair, though, so it's not just me talking for an hour. Passively it's me listen and interjecting once in a while. I've heard it. Or getting pissed off about mobile gaming. Or... Yeah, they, you guys do slip into mobile games. I bring up mobile and games, and the other ones, yeah, they think you. they consider it not games. It, it, they're barely games. That's untrue. I don't well, want to get in a fight Fire on this Fire show. Fire Emblem Heroes is pretty good, but nah, deleted <laughs> immediately. So anyway. Agree to agree with me, and then... Sure. Well, uh... No, but... During your break, you can come on once in a while. When there's something that really just... You just got... You gots to talk about. If I get really excited and happy about something, then I'll come on. Yeah, yeah. Keep it positive. Yeah, we've never slipped into the negative realm. No. If I ever figure out how to fix my virtual pin, I'll probably be pretty excited. Hey, oh, that's one thing. At the Pinball Hall of Fame, I played the virtual cap. You did? I was surprised how well it worked. Like, what do you think? Well, I've played a lot of virtual pinball, and that one you can actually drop catch and you can post pass. Oh yeah, yeah. You can. It, it it felt actually a lot more realistic. Than I thought it would. It's got all the sensors on it. Yeah. You know, I didn't see Orange County Choppers there. I, it must be down. No, I didn't see it. They probably had more games down this time than wow. ever. Maybe, but the games worked well that were playable. That I ran For into. the most part, yeah. Yeah. I walked into the door and Batman was down. That was a bummer. <laughs> but they had it working by the time I left. You so. didn't miss anything. Yeah. A lot of people say we were being too negative on uh, Batman. We were thinking we were just being honest. I, you know, I, yeah, I... I don't want to sugarcoat it. I didn't think we said anything that was just like to harp on anything. It was just... Not every game's going to be a home run. No. Nick, do you have impressions of Batman? The solid state. It's a pinball game, and it's got flippers. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It has flippers. Okay. Uh, the turntable mech is 
is neat but crowded. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of stand-up targets with not a lot of action. So yeah. You hit a thing, and it bounces away like a stand-up target. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they would have done drops on that left side. Yeah. yeah. That would have made the game. So it would have been really cool. Yep. Uh. It may become Code Genius. Who knows, though? Like, yeah, Lyman might. I still had fun playing it yesterday, yeah. but I thought I thought the one at the Hall of Fame shot better than the other one I played. Well, get on Tim. I didn't get any balls off the left ramp. That's good. Zero balls. That's good. That's great. But we don't have to revisit that too much. But no. uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, we'll we'll figure out how to keep the show rolling and going. And then Don will come back. Godspeed. And save it when it's on its last breath. That was like two years ago. It's, well, it's been CPR'd a couple of times. So. Yeah. Anyway. That's no, right. I think it's fine. We can wrap up. Okay. We'll wrap up. We might tag some more stuff on here. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting the show over the years. You can still order our shirts, our old shirts. Uh, $16 shipped in the U.S. And I have, I think, every size available right now. Probably. Because we just ordered some... In the winter time, um, and we make two dollars on those shirts, so it t- puts a tiny dent in what we pay for hosting <laughs> and stuff. Whatever oh, Joe pays, I don't even know. Pinball is a negative sum, but you know venture. You don't. Yeah, if you haven't got decals from us, you can always email us pinballpodcast@gmail.com, and I'll get you the decals that I left in the hotel room. Yeah, ship you some in the mail, and uh, check us out the pinballpodcast.com. Um, there was actually a lot of articles. I should have kept track in the beginning, but we wrote a lot of articles. Yeah. The we, two of us. The blog's pretty crowded. There's probably like 20 articles in there yeah. just kind of mixed in, which I didn't expect. Yeah. I thought there was like four or five. No, no, we, we did some reviews and stuff. So. Yeah. I think, uh, on iTunes, you can go back 70 episodes. I, sh- I think I changed it now to it's 120. But okay. We'll see. If that doesn't work, I know on our website you can stream all of them. You can, yeah. Which is how I I was at least started each episode to do these little things. And I listened to most episode one, it was pretty funny. It's so awkward. <laughs> yeah, slow. yeah, we're a very different tone. Very slow. Very, very upbeat. <laughs> it's like, whoa. So, anyway, it's been a ride. Nifty's asking us to keep it down. Yeah. Uh, you can always check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Pinball Podcast. Yeah, everywhere. Keep Jeff in your prayers. and I'm going to make it, guys. Yeah. Join us for the tournament in a couple hours. All right. All right, good enough. Thank you. Show. Thanks. Welcome back. We're here with Adam from Flipper Steel Underground. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I had, walking around, I had some questions in here. I figured might as well uh, record them. Sure. Anything so, you want. This is like, is this a co-op or is it a private club? Um, How would you describe? Yeah, it, you I would describe it as a private club. Uh, all the equipment is the club doesn't own anything in here, though. I own all the equipment, and I run a business with a route. You know, okay. so I've got pinball machines and video games on locations throughout Las Vegas, small locations. And this whole thing started because I had a place. I needed a place to store my games, and then friends started coming over. And saying, why don't we set some of these up and we can play while you're working on games and stuff like that. And then they tell their friends and they start bringing, you know, it kind of became a regular thing. And then we kind of post on Craigslist to see if anybody else out there wanted to play. And sure enough, people just started showing up and it kind of turned into an arcade. So it was never like my, I never set out like, I need to start an arcade. What am I going to do? Let's get a building. Let's get machines. You know, that never happened. And then the whole idea of it being a club was, well, it's a long story, but 
when we first started this, we decided when it started to pick up and get some attention, we decided to kind of turn it into like a real business and get a business license and all that stuff. And long story short, we had trouble getting permits and things like that. We, we couldn't make it happen at the location where we were at. And we kind of decided that when we moved, you know, we'd make a decision whether we wanted to continue it as a, like a traditional retail for-profit type business mm-hmm. or if I wanted to do something different. And I really just wasn't committed to the idea enough to do it as like a, you know, I'm going to open an arcade, get a sign up, let in. And part of the problem was um, I was very particular about the people that I wanted to come and play. And when we op- when we were open to the public for a short period of time in our other location, uh, you'd get all kinds of crazies. You know, the people that Tim Arnold complains about at the Hall of Fame, you know, and you could spend 20 minutes in the Hall of Fame and you'll see the type of people that he's talking about. You know, they hang on the machines, they abuse the games, they don't respect them. So we figured if we make it like a club and invite people to be members of it, there'd be a little bit of ownership in the arcade to them. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the uh, the whole idea behind that, was that we felt like it would give people a better uh, a sense of ownership of the... Of the of the of the of the facility of the machines, and it kind of still gave us a way to say if somebody was abusing machines, you know, or beating them up or something, to say, look, you're out of the club. Just yeah, 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 exactly. So that was kind of the whole idea behind that. So did you solicit collectors to join the club? No, they just came to you. No, no. In fact, I'm not. None of these guys are really collectors per se. I'm I'm the only one who's really collecting games here. Do you like collect and restore the rest of? Yeah, games, and they just needed overflow space, like you initially did. Yeah, it's just kind of you know I've got the space. Figured why not set them up and let people play them, and and I, I swap them out from here all the time to the locations route? that I have. Yeah. Okay, so you do and own the pins, some of the pins here. At least? All the pins. Are. You own all the pins. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said you didn't own. Occasionally, that. I'll have I'll have one or two that are not mine, like like Nifty's. You know, they got their fishtails, which I know you guys love, <laughs> and uh, you know, so if they're not using it or something like that, they'll let me rent it from them. That sort of thing. So occasionally, there's one. My brother owns one of the games. The Star Trek in here is actually my younger brother's. Okay. Star Trek LE, I think, and the Street Fighter game. That's one of our club members, and that's the only game he owns. You know, he lives in an apartment, doesn't have a place to put it, and he's sure. like, "Hey, can I leave it here?" Absolutely. So, what's the benefit? Do you get a free membership or discounted? And no, not really. No, he just <laughs> he's, has a place to put it. He just he just has a place to put it, a place to work on it. Can and you talk about how you cultivate a membership? Like if there's a entry fee or a monthly rate? Yeah, I mean, our, our regular, we have what we call a daily membership, which is really just an entry fee for somebody who just shows up, just wants to check it out, play it, you know. They don't, they don't, they're don't, they not crazy about pinball, but they just want to have a good time. So it's 10 bucks. You come in, we give you what, what we call a daily membership. It gets you in, you play all day, it's one price. All the games are set to free play. Um, after that, if you're more serious, you want to kind of commit to it, we offer a monthly membership. It's $40. You can come in any time the doors are open. We're open 6 to midnight every day except for Sunday and Wednesday. And uh, people come in anytime we're open and can play any of the games. And you get a free soda when you're here or dollar items. So you can get a candy bar or ice cream or something, whatever we got. So there's some other benefits. You get a discount on on uh, tournament entries. You know, we kind, of, we kind of subsidize tournament entries a little bit to kind of encourage competitive play with our monthly members. You're also allowed to bring a guest. So hmm. a lot of people will do that if they come with their spouse or their kid, or a friend on a regular basis, they'll join as a monthly member, they'll pay the 40 bucks. As long as they come four times a month, they're, they're breaking even at least. Yeah, and if you come more than four times a month, you're ahead. Sure. And if you bring a guest, bring a guest. you're ahead after yeah. two times a month, you know? So it works out really well, and that, uh, 
that encourages people to keep you know keep coming back and pay their 40 bucks we do offer annual memberships 400 bucks you can pay for the whole year and then um after you've been a monthly member or an annual member for six months um we kind of we, we have an opportunity for you to become what we call a key member and so there's a few people here that are that are club members that pay 600 dollars a year or 60 bucks a month and they have a key to the place and so they can come in anytime and they'll come in you know in the mornings or some of them work oddest shifts so they'll be working graveyard they'll come in at four or five in the morning and they'll play for a couple hours you know whenever they want that's cool, yeah, that's and then idea. it's just as long as you've been a good member you haven't trashed the machines everybody kind of likes you we kind of just take a vote on it and then if if everyone says okay you can the pay membership? the extra due yeah the membership votes for okay. the key yeah okay the monthly members and and, and the key members in particular we're still working on like writing up full bylaws and everything about how that all works, but uh, well, how long have you been as, as an underground club or whatever? The years, I'm mm, yeah, basically at this location since we've got okay. to this location, yeah. So it's been about a year. Have you seen membership steadily grow or just kind of? It has. It fluctuates a little bit. Vegas is kind of an interesting town in that it's it's a little bit transient and people don't stay terribly long sometimes and uh there's lots of things to do here lots of options for your entertainment dollar mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's really easy for people to get involved in other things that kind of take up their time obviously we have a hardcore base of players and and we have seen that steadily start to grow especially since we started doing the league we started running the league for the first time this year uh 2016 anyway and we did uh three seasons of pinball and we're doing it again this year we're doing some t-shirts and things like that. we're getting a lot of people in the door that Otherwise, you know, would never play pinball. Just so wouldn't like even think about it. Uh, yeah, we do once a week. Okay. Um, this we used to do every other week last year, but it kind of stretched it out a little long. So we're gonna do we're doing every week now on Tuesday nights, at 7 p.m. And um, we keep it real cheap. It's uh, it's basically 40 bucks for 10 weeks to enter the league. And um, and the, a portion of the cash goes into the prizes. Yeah, well, it all it all goes to basically to t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, we on top of that, we still you still have to pay your, your fee to get in. So if you're a monthly member, you've got to pay your 40 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. If you're um, a daily member, you have to pay your $10 every time you come for the league. So oh, most of the league members will at least go monthly during the league season that they're there. That makes sense. You know, because it's obvious that's the way to save. And some of them bring their spouses and stuff too, so they do that. But, um, yeah, the 40 bucks that you pay for the league basically goes to uh, getting T-shirts. We do a T-shirt every, every season for everybody. And on the last, either the last or the second to the last night, We'll order a bunch of pizzas or get a sandwich platter in here and just kind of have a good time. We do that with the finals, too. Yeah. Yeah. We open up the fridge, have all the sodas you want, that sort of stuff. So, How often do you do tournaments? Once a week? Um, During the league, we hardly ever run them. You know, we run them two or three times a year just because the league is so much competitive play that when we do the pin golf and things like that, we don't get a lot of... um, We don't get all the participation that we like sometimes because people feel like they're a little overblown with it yeah. and again that, that might sound weird to some of your listeners because i know people in other parts of this country are like we can't get enough pinball you know they'll play yeah. every opportunity they get and it's just not it's just not like that here in vegas it's different you know and we've we've tried before we were running the league we were just running regular tournaments and we would advertise them and you know make phone calls and send text messages and people would be like oh yeah we'll be there you know yeah we'll play and then you know we show up and you get five people playing yeah, you know i mean yeah, and after that, you're like, I don't even want to do this. The league has really helped because people feel a sense of camaraderie. They see the same people. They play in, within the same groups. 
we use the um, FSPA uh, Pinball League system, and that's it's really fair to new players. It's it's handicapping. So if you get if you do really well, you move up in the group that you're playing. So you, you play against people with your skill level. If you do poorly, you move down in the group that you're playing. So you're always playing within people of your skill level. So nobody ever feels like they're outclassed or that they're totally you know playing some very difficult players or something like that. And then at the end we have finals, depending on how many participants we get. We'll do a uh, an A league, you know, and a and a B league and a C, yeah. For, 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 for finals so everybody has a shot to win something you know and we do do small prizes for uh you know t-shirt extra t-shirt or pinball knickknacks translites things like that that have accumulated over the years we'll, we'll give those away as Keep prizes during the league yeah we've been even 400 or 600 dollars a year to not have to own any pins and still have access right. to a bunch any night of the well five nights a week yeah that seems like a bargain yeah I mean, it really is little, you know that's an em right on craigslist or something right and then and come on down whenever you want you know? yeah and you guys have like maybe 20 pins here so yeah we, it's always between 20 and 25 okay and plus arcade games and then the a few killer arcade queen. games if we had more room we'd have we'd have more arcade games for sure and killer queen killer queen yeah i wanted to ask about that because i posted a picture i posted a video of me just walking through and we already got a couple comments like oh killer queen like, yeah. What's the deal with that? Well, people are it's gigantic for one thing. People but... are really starting to pick up on that. And um, where did it come from? That's like, kind of an interesting story it, or... too. No, no, the two guys who made it the, formed a business called Bumblebear Games, um, Joshua DeBonis and Nikita Mikros. And um... no, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, basically, they. Uh, they developed this game, programmed it, uh, marketed it, and, and were, were selling it themselves, more or less, and having the cabinets built and everything like this. And that's why it took a long time for it to really get off the ground, because it wasn't like going through a major distributor or a major manufacturer. It was a very independent game. In fact, they started going to, like, conventions with a giant projector, and they would project it up, you know, 110 inches, bigger than that even, on the wall, just huge wall-sized game. And then they'd run out... Uh, long extensions with joysticks and buttons, you know, out to so ten different players That's lined cool. up playing on exactly the same huge screen, and they would have matches like that, and so it kind of grew that way. And um, I had seen buzz. it, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I was going to ask next where you. I had seen it at uh, California Extreme, okay. and they they would do they'd have it there. I would never be able to get in there to even play it when I'd see it because it was swamped with people, like just swamped with hmm. folks playing it. And how long ago did the game come out? I want to say it was 2012. I'm not. I'm not wow. 100% sure on that. They've got their website. I think it's uh, KillerQueenArcade.com or something like that. And um, I think it's got. You can see kind of the history and the locations where they've got it there. But, I was interested um, because I saw it on your website on VegasPinball.com. Right. That you do a Killer Queen tournament. Um, I've never even heard of that or some sort of. We're trying an organized league for the first time starting go. in March. Okay. And we're we're a little. We're not quite sure. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work just yet, because of five-player teams and getting people to commit to have their whole team here if they can, you know. And I'm, I'm worried that if we get some teams that are really good, that it might discourage new players. Mm. I've talked to other people who run kind of killer queen leagues and groups and have different bars and stuff across the country, and uh, they've tried different things. Some of them will randomize the players, or they'll kind of handpick the teams based on who's good at playing a different role mm. to try to balance it out. Um, I'm not sure that if we want to do that or if we want to just have people form their own teams. So we're going to try to head over to UNLV and maybe put up some signups there and 
you know, some posters and stuff and get people to come down here to, to sign up. So starting in March, hopefully we'll be advertising that a lot more. And we're going to try We were doing, that's why we were doing last year, like every other week we were doing League was because in the, the weeks in between, we were trying to generate interest on Killer Queen. But the problem with the game, the only problem with the game, because the game is fantastic, is that it, it has this big kind of, like you really kind of need someone to explain it to you. You know yeah, what I mean? It's a first. very hard game to just walk up to and play it and go, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing, and, and you figure it out. And some games you can do that real easily with, you know? You can pick up any other game, and you can just start pounding away, and you know how to play it, you know? My, my daughter's, you know, when she was six years old, she could play Space Invaders, because it, it takes no brains, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Left and right, and shoot, and, yeah. and you can figure it out. But that game is complicated enough. It looks simple, one button, one joystick, and it is relatively simple controls, but there is a lot of strategy to it, and it, and it kind of takes a little bit of an introduction. So when you just put up signs and say this is what it is, or you have people watch a YouTube video or something like that, they really don't get it until they come down here and they kind of get their hands on it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the hurdle that we've had with trying to get people in here to play it. And I thought once we got it that it would just, you know, it'd go nuts. Word would spread, no problem. People would know what it was. But it was actually really slow. We had a real tough time. And we had problems with our machine. We still do have some problems with the machine where it doesn't always boot up. It's, it runs on a computer inside. It's a Linux box. And for some reason, it doesn't it doesn't always turn on, or the we had, the new build has fixed a lot of the bugs. But we had issues where it would reboot. We had issues where where it would turn, where it would play without sound or clear credits, and uh, it was just it was just buggy. And so sometimes people would come down to play, and we couldn't get the machine working. You know, and we're like just apologizing and sending people away, like I'm sorry. You know, it's, yeah, we got to figure this out. And then we had hardware failure, things inside. And um, fortunately, most of it's kind of off-the-shelf parts that we could get and replace. But I think we've got it now. Their latest build is a lot more stable. We have we have m much fewer problems with it, and um, that's kind of the reason why we're like, okay, it's time to go forward. So it's time to try to blow this up here in Vegas, you know. So that's kind of the, the thing. You kind of explained it. But I was wondering why you picked that over like a Pac-Man Royale, or well, I didn't. It kind of fell in my lap in an interesting way. So there used to be an arcade. Down on um, on uh, Fremont Street, called Insert Coins. It was a barcade, and um, I don't know the full story about it. And I don't want to speculate anything, but for whatever reason, they had their doors closed on them. They're basically a sign on the door saying they were out of business, and uh, just kind of overnight, they went from being what I thought was a very popular, busy barcade to gone. Well, I'm telling you that because what at the time that. Um, uh, California Extreme started advertising again. Like, you know, come on down to California Extreme. Here's what the speakers we're having. Here's the tournaments we're doing. And they mentioned Killer Queen in the email that I got. And I thought to myself, you know, that'd be a good game to have here. It's competitive. I didn't have any intention of, like, getting one here. I didn't really think I could get one here. But I called. I went to the website, and I called. Um, I guess it was basically Joshua's number, Joshua the bonus. And, you know, just to, just to inquire about it. Like, how much does it cost? What's how does it work? And um, he said, you know what? You're in Vegas. He says, I happen to have one in Vegas right now with nowhere to go. He said it was supposed to be delivered to insert coins, but they're out of business all of a sudden. Their doors oh. are closed. So they had shipped all the way over here. Yeah. And it was like sitting on a loading dock, I guess, with nowhere to go. And he's like, I don't want to ship it all the way back. You know what I mean? Do you, do you want it? And I'm like, well, I, I don't have 13 grand in my pocket, which I think is what he was asking he said, well, we'll do like a revenue share on it, you know what I mean? He kind of explained how we basically split the cost and they own the machine. So we negotiated a contract out and then um, 
basically had the machine delivered here. So it kind of fell in my lap. I wasn't even thinking like it would ever happen. It was just, yeah. just kind of curious. It's pretty cool, though. You know, and at the time that I had talked to him, I had actually never played it. I think I, I may have played it once, but I didn't know what I was doing at California Extreme. And there's always such a line that I felt pressured to kind of get off of it, let other people play who wanted it, you know. So I didn't really play it until it got here the first time. And you only had it at this location, so you got it somewhat recently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I walked right past it, but it's gigantic. I don't yeah, know. you can't miss it. I was looking at... I just had pins on the mind, I think. Yeah. So, and that's part of the reason why we moved it to the front room here. You know, we kind of have three different rooms for anybody who's never been here. And the, the front room, we used to have that where, the, like, the couch was and the, the, the NES consoles and the old school consoles, the big TV. Um, because this place is not just a pinball arcade. It's... It's kind of a club hangout, you know what I mean? Yeah. We try to give it that I, club I vibe, this, you yeah. know what I mean? Where some people just come and sit on the couch and they'll watch a little Hulu or, you know, and just just chit-chat and eat their dinner and maybe play a few console games. Sometimes they don't even, you know, they never even touch a pinball machine. Some, we got some players in here that just come for the Cyberball. You know, I can oh, hear yeah. the Cyberball machines playing right now, you know. Some of these other games have a, a big following, too. And so we try to cater to everybody. You know, it's an arcade club, not a pinball club. That's, that's why we say it's an arcade club. And so um, that was in the front room, and then Killer Queen was in the next room, and it was kind of tucked away. And now that we've got it in the front room, and we moved the couch and the TV into the second room, it's more, you know, everybody's asking about it and really starting to get more interested in it. So. It, feels, it feels like a club environment. Good. I mean, you just walked yeah, in and I saw for. the couch and the TV, and I was like, oh, this is like a hangout. Yeah. Yeah, we want people to be able to come here after, after hours, uh, you know, when they're done with work and just yeah. relax a little bit and... Just laugh with friends, get to know everybody. Everybody here is real friendly, and that's what it feels you know, like. Yeah, we try to keep you it that just way. Just walking in, it didn't feel cold at all. I, right, it, it doesn't look anything like I had in my head. Like I didn't know what to expect. Like, I think it was like an empty warehouse is what I had in my head. Yeah, because I, I'd seen a picture of your lineup, but it, you know, it doesn't tell me much. Yeah, and a lot of the pictures, like, no, I mean, they change all the fun. time. So yeah, yeah and even so, like the door, it doesn't say your name on the door. It just has a symbol. It's kind of cool, like. Yeah, that's kind of the, you gotta, kind of got to be in the know, yeah, you know, yeah. a little bit. Speakeasy. We did that with, right, right. We did that with the neon sign out front. Yeah. It's like, if you know, and, and the business cards that, you know, we feature have our logo on them real big. So if someone hands it to you, it's kind of like you know what to look for, you know what I mean? But we deliberately haven't put a, a sign out or anything like that. And again, that kind of stems from, um, and I don't want to sound like a pinball snob or something, but they are my personal <laughs> machines, you know what I mean? So on the other, it's like, it's almost like inviting someone into my living room. And you don't just want anybody walking in. You want people who care about it to walk in. So I feel like anybody who's actually found us is somebody who's actually put the effort into doing a search on Google, on Yelp, who's, who's talked to people enough about pinball that somebody said, hey, check out this place when you go. Or, uh, you know, they they see the symbol and they see the lights flashing maybe from the window and they're kind of curious, you know what I mean? So everybody who comes in here is someone who's had to put some sort of effort into coming here it's, it's it's extremely rare that we get some random person that just walks in and is like what is this place yeah it happens sometimes because the bar is so close by but it's rare and 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 i like it like that because i feel like everybody who's come here it's almost like you won the prize you figured out the maze you know you you came here looking for a good time you didn't know what to expect but you took a chance on us and i can appreciate that and congratulations now you know, you know. Yeah, I've always had it in my head, like, uh, I visit town to go to the Hall of Fame or do whatever. Right. And, like, you hear about Flipper Show Wonderland, but it sounds like some cool kids club that, like, I don't know what that is. I don't know how to get into it. 
and most of my trips were so quick I I heard it was like shut down into this club and I'm like well I'm not a member but it sounds like as you're explaining to our listeners it's not impossible to find it's not impossible no. to get into no you just gotta make the effort to yeah. check it out come in you can pay a one day rate right and some people ask totally that. Some people that. are like, "We could, we could blow this place up. How come you don't advertise here? And how come you're not, you know, doing radio commercials and get a billboard up and put a sign up out front and, and all this stuff and really just get people in?" And you know, the Peter Piper Pizza just opened across the street, and they're like, "People are like, hey, now's your chance, you know." And I'm like, "I don't want the Peter Piper Pizza crowd, you know. I don't want people that are going to come in here just, oh, I'm just going to bang on these games. I've seen what the games look like at Chuck E. Cheese after a while, Peter Piper Pizza, yeah. and even the Pinball Hall of Fame." And that's not a slight against Tim. He puts a lot of work into fixing those games. Sure. But they just get so hammered. You know, you can't help it. And you go there and you look at the Iron Man. You look at the at the ACDC game. And the ones that are in the front, they get a lot of play. And they're just hammered. And I don't want my games to get like that, you know. Because yeah. we like, we're, we're trying to cater to the competitive spirit, to the competitive player who wants to have the league play, wants to have the tournament play. So we really try to keep the games working really well. And it's hard to do as anybody who, who runs a for-profit retail standard arcade can tell you, you know. So doing it this way, keeping the crowd small, I've got no problem with that. You know, I'm not looking to blow it up. But, I've, of course, anybody who's listening to your podcast would absolutely be welcome here. Because why would they be listening to your podcast? Yeah, they're you know, hobbyists. Right, they're hobbyists, exactly. Right. And that's what we're looking for. And it actually works out really well with Tim over at the Hall of Fame. You know, Tim and I have a good relationship. He's a good friend. And... Um, Sometimes I get people in here that are a little disappointed, like it's not what they expected, and they're thinking, well, I thought this was a bigger arcade or had more kitty stuff and, and uh, had more, you know, air hockey, and, and they're looking for more of the traditional arcade. And I tell them, you know, hey, go check out the Hall of Fame. It's just down the street. It's not that far from us. And, and they go there, and they love it, and they're great. And they, they don't even know that some of the stuff doesn't work in the game, or they don't care. They, they bring a bunch of kids. They have a party there. They have a good time. It's perfect. It's a different vibe. Right. And then Tim gets people over there that are, like, complaining to him about... Oh, these games don't work. Don't. This thing's yeah. not. This game's not level, and I can't score the the bonus. You know, and all this stuff's not working. And and you know, he has the opportunity to tell people, "Hey, go play over at the at the Clippers build." And those kinds of people drive Tim nuts because he's trying to fix as much as he can just to keep machines running. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I res- really respect what he's doing over there. But um, sometimes you get those players that are like a little irritated that hey, these games play like crap. Sometimes you know, what, what are you gonna do? And he can at least has has another place to send him. And he comes in here from time to time, too. Works both ways. Yeah, plays on our games, brings his friends over here, and we shoot the breeze, and, you know, Tim's a good guy. Works out really well. Is there anything else you want to add for a wrap-up? Not really. I mean, if if you live in the Vegas area, definitely come down and check us out. If you're traveling to Las Vegas, make sure you check us out uh, when you're here. Again, it's only open in the evenings. If we say 6 to midnight, it's almost always later than that. We'll stay as long as people want to play pinball. Uh, we only guarantee till midnight, so don't show up at one. You know what I mean? But uh, all of our machines are super clean. They work well. They've got nifty LED bulbs in them, yeah. and uh, so they always look better than, than a lot. <laughs> Although I think Tim uses nifty LED bulbs now too, right? You guys are everywhere. The nifty guys are everywhere. Dang it's a monopoly. Was... we got to break it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I really appreciate you guys coming here and hanging out and doing your podcast from here. And hope we you guys have a good time. We love the invitation. We get to be in the cool kids club for a night. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Anyway, so check them out, VegasPinball.com or VegasPinball on Instagram yep. and Facebook, too. Facebook is Facebook.com slash VegasPinball. Cool. And uh, Twitter is at AdamPinball. At AdamPinball. All right, so check them out. And uh, it's right by the airport, so you don't even have to go that far into yep. town. Yep, quick, quick ride with Uber. 
If you're already at the Hall of Fame, it's not even five minutes away. Yeah, so. it was really. We came straight here from there. Yeah, real quick. So thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Thanks.